How you doing? It's already it's already October. You believe that? Well, you have to. There's no way to not believe it unless you want to be trans monthly or something like that. I don't even No, and trans anything. Whatever. Morning ritual, Garrett Lewis. KNSTAM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three million things I think you need to know, but we're gonna to try to whittle it down to three for now and then expand for that. First thing that I think you need to know. Uh, is that, you heard it, uh, America has reached an agreement with Canada on a new trade deal. Remember? Oh, Trump's the worst. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's terrible. Never get these things done. Trade deal with Mexico, check. Trade deal with Canada, check. And, of course, it's got to get through stupid Congress, and they're a bunch of dopes for the most part. A couple here and there. But anyway, um, they have 60 days, and it should uh, it should go through. Modernizing everything. Was there the Internet how popular was the internet when NAFTA was created? Not very popular, I don't believe. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's a huge win. Second thing that I think you need to know, Rachel Mitchell. Remember that lady? Rachel Mitchell? The one that was brought in from Maricopa County to do the questioning of Christine Ford and a little bit of Kavanaugh? She put out a five-page memo. It's been released to Republicans saying she would not bring any criminal charges against Brett Kavanaugh because there were so many holes. As a matter of fact, in her five-page memo, and I'll put it on my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Put up in a little bit. Um, she, like, just in a, in a very polite way, destroys everything, everything that Christine Ford said. She put down all of the reasons. We'll get into this. Nine problems outlined in Rachel Mitchell's memo about why Dr. Ford, well, why there wouldn't be charges. What she says wouldn't result in charges against Brett Kavanaugh. Yet there are people that want to burn him at the stake. Third thing I think you need to know so on Friday we left, Jeff Ford said he was going to back and support Kavanaugh. By the time we got off the air, a little bit after that, he said that he wants to call for a delay and he would not vote for him on the floor unless there was a delay for a week. Uh, jerk Jeff Flake, the moral compass, by the way, he, wait to hear the soundbite. If you didn't watch it yesterday, he probably did not 60 minutes. I mean, he admits that he's a complete and total fraud um, without even realizing it. But Jerk Jeff Flake... Uh, basically uh, said, I, I, would have sound, I would hope I would sound like Kavanaugh if I was wrongly accused. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We still need a week to think about this to make people feel better. And again, he said he never would, this is big, he never would have actually called for a one-week delay if he was running for re-election. What a moral compass on that guy, huh? Three things I think you need to know. Now, there's something else, too. There's something else, too. Uh, do you know what Jeff Flake did after he said, after he screwed over Arizonans? And by the way, where where is the uh, Arizona State Republican Party? Where's the Arizona GOP condemning Jeff Flake, saying, do you know who you work for, Jeff? People in Arizona want Brett Kavanaugh confirmed. This is why nobody likes you. And this is why you decided there's no way I can win re-election, except for my family and John McCain's family. Nobody is going to vote for me. Nobody likes this, Jeff. Nobody likes what you're doing. And where's the Republican Party? Where is this genius that runs it for the state, this Jonathan Lyons guy? Where, where are these people? No condemnation for Jeff Flake? You go after uh, Doug Ducey's uh, GOP opponent in the primary, Ken Bennett, for, for tweeting out he wouldn't give the McCain seat to Cindy, but you can't say anything about Jeff Flake, you, you freaking dog. Let me get out of here. Oh, I will never come on your show. You called me a dog. That's what you are. You're a lying dog. Are the names too much? Like, I don't want to sound immature. Is it too much? Tell me if it's too much. Like, but I'm just so pent up with frustration in that aspect. There are ignorant people, here's a better word, that would call it 
Yeah, you hate. No, it's not hate. I'm just frustrated. I know you're frustrated, too. And this guy uh, who's the head of the Republican Party for the state of Arizona, listen, he is a liar. He wouldn't even get a, a debate organized between McSally, Kelly Ward, and Arpaio. And when they offered him up for an interview, I said I'd like to have him because he said he's available. Then all of a sudden, they ch- he changed his mind, not available, till after the primary. So, yes, very brave people, aren't they? Very, I don't know very brave people. if dog is the right label okay, or the right word. Why? I don't know, because that's, that's kind it's, of... It's, it's insulting to dogs. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you're right. swampy. You're right. That's, you're right. You're right. Sorry. 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 Okay. Um, just, 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 I do too. I do. I apologize to Rush Limb Dog, my dog. What about mine? You have poodles. And I'm stereotyping. French. It's okay. They're from so, Gilbert. Whatever. Anyways. So, yeah. Gilbert. They're from Gilbert, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, jerk, jerk, Jeff, enough about the, the GOP, but it's funny how nobody in the Republican Party in the state of Arizona has condemned at least that i've seen has condemned jeff flake did martha did martha make silent do it yet no nope. it's like just be real just be honest that's why people like brett kavanaugh because he was honest and real about having his ma- name dragged through the mud and he, he should be frustrated and mad do you know what jerk jeff flake did after he screwed us over um he hung out at the global citizen fest yep do you know, now listen, full disclosure, I have no idea what Global Citizen Fest is, but it was promoted by my company. I actually flipped on over the weekend just to see, actually it was, uh, it was you know, Saturday, Trump was speaking in West Virginia, I was curious if other cable news channels were covering it, none of them were except for Fox News. I flip over to MSNBC and they're doing live coverage of the Global Citizen Festival in New York City, I guess, and somewhere else, I don't I don't know. You didn't have your glow sticks and all that no, stuff? No, I'm good. I, I wasn't tripping on Molly or something like that. Or no, I, Tell her to get off the floor. Oh, my God. What? That's what happens. So I think Global Citizens Fest, and again, it was promoted by iHeartMedia because they have lots of music stations and whatever. Don't judge me. Listen, don't get mad at my company. They let me go on the air. <laughs> they let Rush go on the air. Hannity go on the air. So take a chill pill, Okay. There's a wide audience. It's a free market out there, okay? Uh, but Jeff Flake, after he screwed over Arizonans, you, everybody else in Arizona, everybody else in America, Brett Kavanaugh's family, because they're going to get ripped up now, you know, for another seven days. If it, if it takes longer, who the heck knows? Trump called it just a seven-week investigation, just a seven-week delay. But then Jeff Flake decided to go hang out with his new buddy, his new BFF since McCain's dead, Chris Coons. The Democratic senator from uh, Delaware, who, by the way, remember all of the all of these uh, names on college campuses and these words that are just offensive. I'm calling on white Democratic senator Chris Coons to change his last name. It's offensive. They called for illegal Pete to change his name. Mm -hmm. Why can't I ask Chris Coons, the white Chris Coons, to change his name? It's offensive. So anyway, what would he change it to? I don't, I don't care. Chris Dolt, I don't care. It's something. Chris no Flake. Chris Flake. Chris Flake. <laughs> so apparently, those two guys got on stage because he's a superstar now. Jeff Flake, right? Superstar gets on stage at Global Citizens Fest. They love me now because I screwed over Trump and the country and screwed over conservative. Oh yeah. By the way, hearing Jeff Flake talk, it's like. It's like the man's on the toilet, struggling to get one out. 
That's how mature this show is. That's what he said. I just, uh, I just don't think uh, that the, the the country's being torn apart. Who talks like that? He does. Anyway, not to gross you out this early in the morning, but it's so. Anyway, Jeff Flake apparently yelled out to the crowd. I got to find this on YouTube. And by the way, this was reported in PJ Media. Good job for them. Jeff Flake yelled out to the crowd while on stage with, and get ready to be mad, with Chris Coons, quote, you can join me in an elevator anytime. Yes, yes, you can join me in an elevator anytime. Meaning, when he got yelled at by those women, we played it at the end of the show on Friday, right? We, he got yelled at by those women, and those women think that he changed his vote. They probably did. Like, oh, Lindsey Graham kind of listened to the women and said, okay, I, I got you, and just kept on walking. And Jeff Flake sat, sat there and took it. And apparently he can be, he's weak. He's weak. Yeah. And he can be influenced that way. Weak Jeff Flake. So, but this dolt stands on the stage. You can join me in an elevator anytime. Yay. Yay. Bunch of young people that think Bernie Sanders is cool are applauding this idiot. They don't even know who the hell he is. Uh, Jeff, they don't know who Jeff Flake is. It's ridiculous. Oh, who was the other guy you wouldn't get in an elevator with in Congress? Oh, John Conyers. John Conyers. Yeah. yeah, yeah you can join me too, ladies. Stay away from John Conyers. <laughs> By the way, while at Global Citizens Festival, apparently one of the one of the performers is Janet Jackson. Yeah. It's a throwback Thursday. Uh-huh. Janet Jackson. She got on stage and said, quote, I'm sick, I'm repulsed, I'm infuriated by the double standards that continue to threaten women as second-class citizens. Enough. Uh, I'm asking all women, maybe even you, it is you, are you treated as a second-class citizen? What rights have you lost? I'm curious about that. We have, we have another woman in the studio today undergoing training. Alexis, grab the microphone real quick. Are you treated as a second-class citizen in this country? Do you even know what being treated yeah. as a second-class citizen is like? No. <laughs> I don't know if that is. Do they make you sit at the back of the bus? Do you not get the fair treatment as other people? You not, don't are you, even get on the bus. Do you, do you not even? Yeah, that's true. Don't get on the bus. <laughs> I used to take the bus. They, well, it's a, you know. It's a little frightening sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So do you, not, do, do you not get a fair shot in this country? I would have to disagree with that statement. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alexis. Alexis, turn off the microphone. I'm just, <laughs> it's just funny to me to keep doing that. So, because I called her Alexa one time. One, one time, and it's never going to be forgotten. You could throw something at him if you want. No, no, no. Don't do, wait till the break. So, Janet Jackson's there uh, saying that stuff. And again, this is where Jeff Flake is. Jeff Flake is literally partying. He's so upset about the country being torn apart, he's partying at Global Citizen Festival. He has morphed into, I mean, we knew he was John McCain, but he literally has morphed into John McCain. Okay, I'm going to play for the, this, this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. Let's do number 92 on 60 Minutes. Last night, the man who was born with a painful look on his face, and he can't lose it, Jeff Flake. Like, again, he just has the look of, Jeff Flake. Speaking with, uh, I forget what, whatever 60 Minutes guy who apparently really talks in the same cadence and tone, which is so unrealistic. Anyway, the guy from 60 Minutes, I forget his name because it's irrelevant to me. Uh, listen to this. Here we go. 
Senator Flake, you've announced that you're not running for re-election, and I wonder, could you have done this if you were running for no. re-election? No. <laughs> no. Not a chance. No. Not a chance. No. No. Because politics has become too sharp, too partisan. Yeah, there's no value to reaching across the aisle. There's no currency for that anymore. There's no incentive. So the moral compass, because you know he wrote his book, The Conscience of the Conservative, which sold like 1,800 copies. So this guy that is the moral compass, right? Trump is a jerk. He's, an, he's terrible. He's a brute. He's all this stuff. Jeff Flake, I am, uh, we need better. We need to do better. Remember he gave the big speech against Trump? We need better, right? We need better. Apparently, this guy that is such a big moral compass would have not said we need to do better and work together if he was running for re-election. So the only reason he actually did this is because he's not running for re-election. Honest Jeff Flake, like honest Abe, isn't he? Mm. So you sit back and say, wow, you are such a fraud. You're such a, you're such a joke. You don't have the guts to stand up for what you believe. You don't. If you're, you've just admitted this. So now I want to know, what other decisions have you made, Jeff, that, that maybe you would go back on because you were running for re-election? What would you have done differently? What, how else would you have lied to yourself? You're willing to sit there and not do the right thing. If, you know, you think this is the right thing in your mind, but you wouldn't have done the right thing if you were running for re-election. That makes you a really bad person. Say what you want about Trump. The dude says what he means. He means what he says. I want to build a wall. I want to stop illegal immigration. I want better trade deals. I think this one's a jerk. That one's a jerk. This one's stupid. Say what you, He says it. You, could, you know what? You could disagree and you could vote him out. But at least he's honest. He's blunt. <laughs> he's outspoken. But he's honest. And Jeff Flake is a complete and total fraud. How, this, how could this guy look in the mirror? We know it. He's a typical politician. He will only do things to get reelected instead of doing the right thing. He only does what he wants to get reelected. Uh, and that's all you need to know about Jeff Flake. He sucks. Like, I don't know what else to... He's, he's just a morally bankrupt person. He's a fraud. He's a fake. He's traitorous. And then he's hanging out at Global Citizens Festival watching people go have a good time. Yeah. Great time partying. All the... Again, the the Bernie Sanders back in the Alexandria Queso Cortez back in people are out there and he's just trying to appeal to them. Is he just trying to get a job on MSNBC and CNN? I think he's trying to get a job anywhere. Yeah, well. Why don't you go work on the farm? Yeah. Well, you know what? Do you want to know how it happened? He work on the farm because that's illegal to do it cheaply. Um, do you want to know how it happened since you just heard that? When we get back, I'll get that to you. I also have to get you Rachel Mitchell, some highlights of Rachel Mitchell's uh, memo. That literally show all the holes in Christine Ford's testimony, which, by the way, aside from Trump and his trade reps getting a good trade deal, apparently, with Canada, this Rachel Mitchell memo should be the biggest story in the country. It should be the biggest one, but the media will ignore it because it, it literally exposes the media for a bunch of frauds. She points out everything that you know and I know. Anybody with common sense. Anybody with common sense. Anything that they know when it comes to why Ford, why you can question her being truthful about Brett Kavanaugh. It's, it's coming up. Don't go anywhere. It is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 
Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. All right, 629, thanks for hanging out. Gary Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. We're waiting for the rain, right? It rained a little bit on me as I was driving. I'm like, where's the rain? Rain a little bit where I was, maybe where you were. Yeah, last, uh, last night around dinner time. 70 out right now, um, and it looks like the rain is going to start picking up probably in about uh, the 10 a.m. hour uh, throughout the day. So I was I thought it was going to start last night. Not delayed. 86 for a high today. Rain, 87 for a high today. Rain, uh, 88 for a high Wednesday. Slight chance of rain. So really, throw me up over there. Tur- turn it on and up my, my uh, net host over there, Alexis. I appreciate it. Uh, Jeff Flake and Chris Coons. By the way, nothing like a whole bunch of, I get, you go to a concert, you pay money, you go to this concert, this Global Citizens Festival, whatever, and and you're out there, you're waiting for the next act to begin, you're sitting on a lawn, you're having probably a $14 beer, whatever it is, right? You know, you're just, you head to the back, maybe you just smoking a little, and, he, and all of a sudden, two politicians come out, and you're like, really? Nothing, nothing kills your buzz more than a couple of dopey politicians coming out, a couple of guys in slacks. The uh, the shirts tucked in. One guy with the sleeves folded up. Oh, fits right in. All of a sudden, you know, it's uh, it's Batman and Robin. It's Jeff Flake and Chris Coons, the odd couple. Maybe not so odd. Listen to this. Here we go. I'm Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware, and I'm Jeff Flake, a Republican from Arizona. So we're here to support bipartisan leadership on foreign aid. We need the rest of the world to see democracy working here at home. So keep reaching out because we hear you and we need to keep hearing from you. Get off the stage. So feel free to join me in an elevator anytime. Oh, the smirk on his face. He's loving every second of it. Oh, people love me. This will be great. This is, I got to remind the people at MSNBC when I apply for a job there in January that this happened. They liked me. They really, really liked me. Okay, really quick. How did this all start? Uh, I want you to play a soundbite for me, if you don't mind, Alexis. Uh, number 91, Chris Coons. Chris Coons talked about the situation on 60 Minutes with the guy. You know, it's the guy that, that failed at the CBS Evening News job. I don't know if it's his fault or not. Nobody really watches network news anymore, but whatever. Uh, this, is what, uh, this is what took place. Here we go. There's a moment in the hearing in which Senator Flake walks by essentially taps on your shoulder mm. and the two of you walk out. What happened when you walked out of the room? I followed Jeff into the ante room uh, and he said very intently, this is tearing our country apart. We have to do something. We have to do something. Okay, that's all we need. So by the way, you notice no Democrats said this is bad. We have to do something. We're destroying a guy's life. We have to do something. And by the way, Jeff Flake, again, if you're running for re-election, would you not care that the country is being torn apart in your eyes? Would you not care? Fraud. Fraud. All right, we have so much more to get to, uh, including, and you can, we'll, we'll get your comments later about Jeff Flake. Let you sound off on that guy. Keep it clean, though. Keep it clean. So we have that. We got to get to Kanye. Kanye blowing up the internet because he decided to go on to SNL after the show and wears Make America Great Again hat. Says he was bullied. We have that. We'll get to as well as the memo put out by Rachel Mitchell pointing out all kinds of holes in Christine Ford's testimony, which is why she said, I would never 
I'm a prosecutor. I would never bring charges against Brett Kavanaugh. There is literally nothing here. We'll get to all that right now on KNST. It's Fox. Nation. Word. What's up? 642. Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Well, winner, winner, winner. It looks like we have uh, struck an agreement with Canada at the last possible second. Uh-huh. Another promise kept. Got a trade deal with Mexico. Got a trade deal with Canada. Trump's going to talk about it at about 8 o'clock in the morning, our time locally. We'll, we'll dip in and out of it because you never know what he's going to say. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the woman that questioned Christine Ford and Brett Kavanaugh, Rachel Mitchell, the Maricopa County prosecutor, she put out a five-page memo. It's now out. She gave it to the Republicans where she said, based on all the answers Christine Ford gave, there is no way she'd ever bring charges, ever bring charges to Brett Kavanaugh. It makes no sense. And we'll go through that whole situation. Third thing, I think you need to know, Jeff Flake, after screwing you, me, the rest of the state over on Friday, right before lunch, calling for a delay, saying he will not vote for Kavanaugh unless he gets a delay for a week and lets the FBI investigate. Investigate what? They've done six. Uh, He went after that and partied at the Global Citizens Festival with Chris Coons. Went to hang out with a bunch of leftist, socialist, rock stars, musicians, and people in the crowd. That's Yes! And he told them all on stage, you can get in an elevator with me anytime, which is creepy. There you go. Jerk Jeff Flake, three things I think you need to know. So, um, now just a couple of things we got to get to Kanye, because Kanye fascinates me. I think it's so good. I think it's, it's fantastic. Uh, he's a brave dude. Real quick, and we'll do more on this throughout the show, Rachel Mitchell. And I have to put this on my Facebook page. I put the story about Flake partying at Global Citizens Fest on my Facebook page, and I tweeted it out. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. So there's a memo that Rachel Mitchell put out. And it has uh, five pages, nine points about why she would never bring charges. In this, she, she said, a he said, she said case is incredibly difficult to prove, but this case is even weaker than that. Dr. Ford identified other witnesses to the event, and those witnesses either refuted her allegations or failed to corroborate them. So she writes, for the reasons discussed below, I do not think a reasonable prosecutor would bring this case based on the evidence before the committee. Nor do I believe that this standard, this evidence is sufficient to satisfy the preponderance of the evidence standard. Even weaker. Again, this should be the biggest story in the country today. The biggest one. So she, at one point she wrote that there was not a consistent account from Dr. Ford of when the actual alleged assault actually happened. Wouldn't that be a big deal, right? So Christine Ford, I'm sorry, Christine Ford testified. Rachel Mitchell took notes and Rachel Mitchell wrote in a July 6th text, July 6th, 6th text to the Washington Post, Christine Ford said it happened in the mid-80s. In her July 30th letter to Senator Feinstein, she said it happened in the early 80s. Is it the mid-80s? Is it the early 80s? I mean, these are... You talk to people that have been victims of sexual assault, rape, they know exactly when it happened. Her August 7th statement to the poly, uh, during the polygraph said it happened one high school summer in early 80s, but she crossed out the word early for reasons she'd never explained. 
A September 16th Washington Post article reported Ford said it happened in the summer of 82. Similarly, the September 16th Washington Post article reported notes from an individual therapy session in 2013 show her describing the assault as happening in her late teens. But she told the Post and the committee she was 15 when it happened. And she has not turned over her therapy records for the committee to review. While it's common for victims to be uncertain about dates, Dr. Ford failed to explain how she suddenly was able to narrow the time frame to a particular season and particular year. Now, it's another point. Ford struggled to identify Judge Kavanaugh. We know this. No name was given in her 2012 marriage therapy notes. How about that? No name was given in her 2013 individual therapy notes. Her husband claims to recall she identified Judge Kavanaugh by name in 2012, but at that point, his name was widely reported in the press because he was reported to be a Supreme Court justice nominee if Romney would have won the presidency. In any event, it took over 30 years for her to name her assailant. There's more. She has no memory of the key details. This is all from Rachel Mitchell. Listen to this. No memory of key details of the night in question. Details that could corroborate, help corroborate her account. She doesn't remember who invited her to the party or how she heard about it. She doesn't remember how she got to the party. She doesn't remember in what house the assault allegedly took place or where that house was located with any specificity. Perhaps most importantly, she doesn't remember how she got back from the party to her house. Her inability to remember this detail raises significant questions. This is a big deal. She does, however, remember small distinct details from the party unrelated to the assault. For example, she testified she had exactly one beer at the party and was taking no medication at the time of the alleged assault. So she remembers exactly what she drank that night, just doesn't remember where it happened, how she got there, who invited her, how she heard about it. Isn't that weird? Isn't that strange? A little bit, right? There's much, much, much more to this. We'll do more in the next hour. We have to. Now, it's 648 on KNST AM 790. Did you hear about Kanye West? Kanye West was the musical guest. I guess Saturday Night Live opened up. Their season opener was this past Saturday. Um, Matt Damon, I don't know if he was the... No, Matt Damon was part of the opening thing. He played the uh, Judge Kavanaugh and like chugging beers while testifying to con- uh, Congress. There you go. Uh, they didn't make fun of Sheldon Whitehouse asking about flatulence. But... They mocked Brett Kavanaugh. So anyway, uh, Kanye West was the, the the musician and the guy that played uh, the new bad guy in the Star Wars movies. Is it Adam Driver? That's the actor's name. He played like uh, Han Solo's son that went to the dark side. He killed Luke Skywalker. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, that or guy. Or tried to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Adam Driver. Adam he, Driver. He, was, he was the guest host. Anyway, after the show ended, Kanye West got on... He's doing all the credits and stuff like that, and the audience is clapping. Well, they play the Saturday Night Live music. They run the credits. This never happened on the air, but Chris Rock recorded it, and somebody else recorded it, and I guess in a green room or something like that, and they posted it. Uh, Kanye West went total pro-Trump, walked out with his Make America Great Again hat. Do you know what he said? Do you know not just what he said? Do you know, are you ready for this? Do you know what the cast did to him? We'll get to all that stuff coming up. Don't go anywhere. Back in 5, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, look at that. It's 709. 
When did that start? The heavens have opened. It is pouring where I am. If it's pouring where you are, take a picture of it. Send it to someone who cares. I'm just, come on. I love that. It's funny. Because we make fun of the TV by doing that, right? Now you, keep it up, Alexis. Keep it up. Keep it up. You Don't go anywhere with that yet. That's good music. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things that I think you need to know. Number one. I'm not being rude when I say that. Send it to someone that cares. Because you don't, you don't care if... You care if you live in Vail. Do you care if it's raining in Tucson? You see a picture of it, right? They do that on TV. If it's, there'll be rain. Listen, there's gonna be a lot of rain today, and you're gonna you're gonna get hit up if you do watch like news, local news. They're gonna do awesome news stories like, "It rained really hard today. We sent out a reporter in boots to show you how wet it was, even though you've walked around that all day long." I'm just, I'm just telling you, that's what they do. And they're going to put pictures on of your backyard if you send it in, that it rained. And it's going to look very similar to other people's backyards where it also rained. I'm just saying. Just saying. All right, really quick. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, in about an hour, we're going to probably carry some of the Trump press conference because there has been a deal reached with the U.S. and Canada. New trade agreement. NAFTA, buy NAFTA. NAFTA is going the way of Jeff Flake, which is awesome. So uh, it's going to be better for auto workers, better for farmers. We're going to have more access, our dairy farmers, more access to Canada. Uh, more p- car parts, auto parts will be built in America, more in Canada as well. So it's good for everybody, right? Good for everybody. Second thing, another promise kept, by the way. Second thing that I think you need to know, um, the woman that was the prosecutor asking questions of Christine Ford and Brett Kavanaugh, Rachel Ford, I'm sorry, Rachel Mitchell, the one that was up in, uh, in Maricopa County, Florida, at the D.C., she put out a memo to, to members of uh, the Republican members of Congress, where she said, in she de- gave details as to why she came up with this um, this belief, but she said this case is even weaker. They said she wrote, "There's a he said she said case, and they're incredibly difficult to prove." But this case is even weaker than that. Doctor Ford identified other witnesses to the event, and those witnesses either refuted her allegations or failed to corroborate them. Ta da! That's all you need, isn't it? So she said. I do not think a reasonable prosecutor would bring this case based on the evidence before the committee, nor do I believe that this evidence is sufficient to satisfy the preponderance of the evidence standard. So what she's saying is that there's nothing there, yet there's a freaking FBI investigation for seven days. Seven days. Seven-day delay. And Jeff Flake couldn't figure this out by listening to her questions and answers? Were they paying attention? We'll get to that. Third thing I think you need to know. Right? Third thing. Uh, is that, um, third, sorry, I'm getting texts as this is all happening and it's loud in my ear. I got to turn my phone on. So the third thing that I think you need to know is that jerk Jeff Flake admitted in, on the 60 minutes show last night, he admitted that he never would have called for a delay and reached across party lines if he was running for reelection, but the, the country was being torn apart. Something must be done, but he, I guess he believed that who knows, but he never would have done it if he was running for reelection. Honest Jeff Flake. Typical lying, corrupt politician, right? Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so this is what I'm wondering, too. So you, I watched the hearings. I don't know if you watched the hearings. You get the highlights of the hearings, everything else, really quick. We'll get to the Kanye stuff, all that stuff. But the biggest story in the country, besides the trade deal, should be what this Rachel Mitchell wrote down as to why she, wrote, why she came to the conclusion that there would not be a reasonable prosecutor that would bring this case based on evidence before the committee. And it's all based on what she asked Dr. Ford for all those hours. So you have Flake 
that phony, phony Jeff Flake, he was one of the senators listening, all these Democrats that are corrupt as hell. I mean, they're just, they're just in a power grab. You have these Republicans, you have these dolts, you have Murkowski, and you have, and you have Susan Collins. They're all listening to the same questions and answers that this Rachel Mitchell is saying and that Christine Ford is answering. And yet only Rachel Mitchell came to the conclusion. Well, compared to these other people, she came to the conclusion that there is nothing here. All the witnesses she identified refuted her allegations or failed to corroborate them. Nobody would bring this case based on evidence. Nobody would. So she did that based on the question and answers. So I'm wondering, was Jeff Flake sleeping with his eyes open? Were these Democrats paying attention? Or are they just so damn corrupt and stupid? I mean, they're sitting there listening and watching the same thing as this Rachel Mitchell who was asking the questions. You guys are getting paid 177000 180000 bucks a year to be senators. You get the best benefits in the country, best health benefits, best pension. You get a pension after five years. You get paid for life after serving just five years. Were you paying attention at work? Were you on Facebook? Were your hands down on your phone playing like, I don't know, what are these? Were you, were you playing Fortnite on your phone? Can you do that? Can you play Fortnite on a phone? You can? Okay. Were you doing that? It's just freaking obvious. There's incredible information. It, you know, what's crazy is that it's stuff that you and I both know, right? We know. Here's uh, one of the things that Rachel Mitchell wrote. Dr. Ford struggled to recall important recent events relating to her allegations. And her testimony regarding recent events raises further questions about her memory. Dr. Ford struggled to remember her interactions with the Washington Post. Dr. Ford couldn't remember if she showed a full or partial set of therapy notes to the Washington Post reporter. She doesn't remember whether she showed the Post reporter the therapist notes or her own summary of those notes. The Washington Post article said portions of her therapist notes were provided by Ford and reviewed by the Post. But in her testimony, Dr. Ford couldn't recall whether she summarized the notes for the reporter or showed her the actual notes. We go on and on. We could do it all. I'm All of these things... Here we go. Number five, Dr. Ford's account of the alleged assault has not been corroborated by anyone she identified as having attended, including her lifelong friend. Dr. Ford named three people, Kavanaugh, Judge, P.J. Smith, and her lifelong friend, Leland Kaiser. Ford testified, another boy attended the party. She couldn't remember his name. No others came forward. All three eyewitnesses, named eyewitnesses, submitted statements to the committee denying any memory of the party. I mean, what more do you need to know, right? What more? This is craziness. Absolutely craziness. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And my wife and I, Saturday morning, kids are eating uh, breakfast. Actually, I had a breakfast a little bit before that. I had to get my son to soccer pictures. Came back. We're in the kitchen, all of us. What? What are you, what are you laughing at me for? Because I said my kid plays soccer? No, no. Somebody oh. sent me a text. It says, Trump's magic wand Obama asked about, and it's a picture of a spine. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> there you Tom. go. So, no shout outs. So, um, we're watching, the, we're, we put on Fox as we're sitting there eating breakfast, uh, having some coffee in the kitchen. Alexis, need to get you a soundbite because this just relates to everything. It's like, it's bizarro world. 
Number 98, please. Neil Cavuto on Saturday morning on Fox. My wife and I are watching this, and I just like to gauge her reaction because she's a big litmus test. She doesn't. She should agree with more of what I say. She likes to argue with me sometimes, but what do you expect, right? It's marriage. She agrees with almost everything I say, and that's why she's wrong about some things. But there's Cavuto's show on Fox and a couple of attorneys. One, obviously, Republican attorney, one Democratic attorney. Evangeline Gomez is obviously the left-leaning attorney that hates Kavanaugh and Trump. And I left the question from Cavuto in there just so everything is in context. You don't think I'm making up this stuff. This is one of the most incredible things, right? This woman's a lawyer. Listen to, it's all about corroboration and evidence. Listen to this. Here we go. What if the FBI, through these series of interviews, can find no corroboration for Dr. Ford's charges? I mean, something real happened to her, but, but the FBI can, so, can find no corroboration that it was indeed the judge. Um, I think what you're saying is a great point. Um, do we need corroboration? In, in regular rape yes, allegations, or sexual assault allegations, what, what, what type of corroboration do you need? And how do you define corroboration? Are you kidding me right now? Go go back to about right after ten seconds. Can you drag that back to about ten seconds, if you don't mind? Just 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 to play one more time because that actually happened. Here we go. Go ahead, play play. That it was indeed the judge. Um, I think what you're saying is a great point. Um, do we need corroboration in, in regular we need rape it? allegations, yes. or sexual assault allegations? Well, do you, well, what, what type of corroboration do you need, and how do you define corroboration? Oh. I mean, do you really need corroboration? Yes, when, when a woman or anybody accuses, when anybody accuses a, a person of a crime, yes, you need corroboration. Otherwise, people would be thrown in jail, counselor, based on someone saying something. Isn't that hearsay? When, are you, I mean, I heard, my wife was losing her mind at that point. I was losing my mind at that point. I mean, do you really need corroboration? I mean, this woman said that he did this. Isn't that good enough? No, no. No, dingbat, no. And then what's the definition of corroboration? I believe there only is one definition of corroboration. That actually happened. Uh, let's go to let's go to Charlie. Let's take a call. Why not? Charlie, welcome to KNST. Hello. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to make an observation. I went to the University of Virginia, and I paid close attention to the fake gang rape case that happened there several years ago. And I think the Democrats have learned from that case. Uh, the accuser, uh, codenamed Jackie, made specific allegations and recollections. Mm-hmm. She said that it happened at a, a specific fraternity, on a specific date and time, and that there was a party, all of which proved to be false. She named particular people, some of whom had alibis, one of whom was not even a student at the University of Virginia. <laughs> and I think that, um, oh yeah, there was another thing. She said she'd been raped on glass. And of course, there were no scars on her. And this so, is the Rolling you know, Stone. So hang on, hang on. This, oh, this is the Rolling That's, Stone story, right? Yes, okay. you're correct. Okay. And um, I think this time, what Ford has done is made an allegation where Kavanaugh cannot come up with an alibi. Because she doesn't know when it happened, doesn't know where it happened. Yeah. And so it can't be disproved. Exactly. And that's why I knew this was a fake right from the beginning. They'd learned from the case at the University of Virginia. And it took years for people to finally admit, and Rolling Stone to finally admit, yeah, we ran a fake news story. 
and the, yeah. the and the journalist and was lying about the it. lives of the members of that yeah. fraternity were turned upside yep. down. They were shunned. Yep. They were persona non grata until it, you know the, the the police in Charlottesville finally proved that it didn't happen. That the, the whole thing was was a hoax. And now yep. you know uh, uh, Jackie is being sued. Yep. <clears throat> and I you know. D- d- to me, uh, it's just obvious that this isn't he said, she said. This is she said, they said, and one of the they is a woman. So which, which woman do you believe? Do you believe Ford or do you believe the woman and the three men who said it didn't happen? Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point, Charlie. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Now, it's true, uh, and it's a great point that he says. How can you dispute something when there's no details? She can't even remember where it happened, how she got there, the actual date it happened. How do you dispute that? Well, where were you? On what day? I can't even, I don't know where, what day? What's the definition of corroboration? Do we need it? Yeah. All right, uh, 722, we'll continue. There's much, much, much more. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We have this. We got to get how CNN reacted to Kanye going full Trump on SNL. So much more craziness. Even on MSNBC. Oh, wait till you hear that one. Uh, Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. 729, thank you for hanging out. It's raining where I am. It may or may not be raining where you are. There's a 50-50 chance, but there's a pretty good chance... It's going to rain wherever you are today. High of 86 and rain throughout the day. It'll ease up tonight, I think, maybe, but then it could happen overnight. We have a greater chance of rain tomorrow. There you go. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Don't forget, on my page at knst.com, uh, I have the Kanye West video of him uh, uh, going full Trump on SNL after the show. I'm also putting up the Jeff Flake you can join me in an elevator anytime at Global Citizens Festival. It was a socialist music festival. That's what it was. And he was hanging out there with his new buddy, Chris Coons, the Democratic senator. Yeah, yeah, we're like Ace and Garrett. No, I'm just kidding. So um, let's go to, uh, you may or may not understand that. Let's go to Lois. Lois, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hi, Garrett. Hi. I met you a couple of weeks ago at Mr. Ons. I'm the lowest that <laughs> you talk to periodically. Oh, was, it, was, it, was it a good meeting or a bad meeting? I don't know. It was a great okay, meeting. Okay, good. Yes, I enjoyed it, too. <laughs> hey, listen, I yes. just nearly pull my hair out every time I hear the media, uh, whether it be conservative media or regular media, keep skimming over the two facts of her not remembering getting there mm-hmm. in the Kavanaugh issue and getting home. And it, it, it occurred to me mm. that that is the key to the entire thing because she has seared in her memory the event. Oh, yep. Yeah. But she can't remember. You know why she can't remember? Because then she would have to name who brought her or how she got there, and they would be a material witness. Then if she had to say how she got home, because if she walked six miles home, she would remember that. Yes, yeah, she would. Or, or maybe, and, maybe. And, hang, and on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Lois. Is that she oh, she on. doesn't name who no. took her home. So that's another witness. So isn't it convenient that she doesn't remember how she got there and how she got home, because if she did, then they would question those people, and they would have to deny it as well, so she conveniently 
doesn't remember those two things. And I think those are the big yeah. issue here that everybody's overlooking. They're just skimming over that. No, it's a big deal. And may, maybe she doesn't remember it because it never even happened either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think it ever happened. And all my friends are talking about it, too. They says there's just so many holes in her testimony and what mm-hmm. she said that she doesn't remember. It's really convenient that she, you know, has got all these holes. And then, of course, the, the psychologist who came on and said, when you go undergo um, uh, hypnosis, that they can plant actual memories mm-hmm. during that time. And that, you know, who knows for the fact that in her reports, Brett Kavanaugh's name is never mentioned as the one who exactly. was the one who did it. So I mean, there's so many issues, and we're just furious. A lot of my friends are just like hopping mad out here. Yep. And, and you know, like your, your two points are great, and you top that off, and I think even more important, and yours are right up there, it's like one in 1A, one 1A one and 1B, one is the fact that no witnesses corroborate her story or can back her up. They say, we don't know what the hell she's talking about. And, then, and she has two less witnesses yeah. because those are the ones that everybody skims over, yeah. how she got there and how she got home. There you go. And, and that's why you sit back and say, Jeff Flake, you called for another week. Are you not listening to the words that she says? And I wish that 60 Minutes Dole would have said... Did you not listen to everything that she said? Because that would be like. See, he's if, trying to make a John McCain yeah, moment where yeah. he thumbs down. This is what he's doing. He's, he's trying to get some attention. He's always been an attention getter. And Michael Savage said it best liberals have a mental disorder. There you go. Hey, I hope to see the next beer club, Lois. Yeah. Thank you. you. Take care. See, women are invited. Now, again, and I'll get to more of your calls, but this, this is what's just insane. If I were able to talk to Jeff Flake, that would probably be my first question. Not why'd you do this? I'd say, did you not listen to the questions and the answers? Because if you did, there's no way you'd say, we need another week of investigating. You'd say, man, maybe something happened to her, but she has so many holes in her story, there's no way in hell that we can hold this Brett Kavanaugh guy accountable, which is exactly what Rachel Mitchell said. 733, we'll continue. More reaction. I have more crazy stuff. I'll get your calls. I'm squeezing this stuff. Wait to hear what CNN said about Kanye West because he's going full Trump on SNL. It's all coming up. Here's Fox. Yes, 742. Thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, we're going to have uh, the Trumpster maybe in a half hour or so. Uh, press conference from D.C. because uh, they reached a deal with Canada. New trade agreement with Canada. Of course, everything has to get ratified by Congress. So we got the EU trade agreement. We got the South Korean trade agreement. We got the trade agreement with Mexico. Now we got Canada. Check, 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 check. Media won't talk about it. Second thing I think you need to know is that Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor who was asking questions of Christine Ford last week, gave a five-page memo as to why she would never bring charges. No corroboration, no witnesses. She said any prosecutor that's worth a grain of salt, basically, would never bring any charges against Brett Kavanaugh. She exonerated him. Third thing I think you need to know. Thanks, Jeff Flake. Third thing about Jeff Flake. After ruining uh, Brett Kavanaugh again and screwing over Arizonans of the country Friday by saying he's not going to vote, he wants another delay for a week, he then hung out with his new buddy, Democratic Senator Chris Coons, who's a complete nut, at the Global Citizens Music Festival, which is basically a socialist music festival. Yep, that's and he told the crowd, you can get in, in an elevator with me anytime, <laughs> which made him the creepiest guy in America. <laughs> Three things I think you need to know. It's true. It made him the creepiest guy in America. You don't believe me? Okay, really quick, before we get to calls and Kanye and everything, throw me up over there real quick, Alexis. Uh, I almost called her Alexa again because it's just so tempting to do that. Alexis, turn me up. Okay, ready? Uh, this is uh, Chris Coons and Jeff Flake on stage. A couple of doltish old white politicians on stage 
at a socialist music festival. Here we go. I'm Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware. And I'm Jeff Flake, a Republican from Arizona. So we're here okay. to support- You probably don't know who we are. <laughs> Where's Beyonce? Yeah, exactly. You what? You don't look you don't like looking at guys dressed in slacks and button-down shirts on stage at a socialist music festival, huh? Hey, who has the munchies? Yeah, okay. <laughs> bipartisan leadership on foreign aid. We need the rest of the world to see democracy working. Yeah, it's here working well. Yeah, Banana so Republic. So keep reaching out because we hear you. Wait for it. And we need to keep hearing from you. Yeah. So feel free to join me in an elevator anytime. And he's so proud of himself. Yeah, that's that's creepy. No, I'm going to make sure that. All my family members stay away from you in an elevator. Jeff Flake. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so that's nice. I really want to do the Kanye stuff, and I have other things to talk about. Okay, make him quick. Guys, be quick on the phone. Here we go. Hang on. All right. Let's go to to Eric. Eric, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hi, Good morning. Uh, morning. There's something about uh, Dr. Ford's testimony that makes absolutely no sense to me. It doesn't wash. That is the... uh, questioning by senator durbin and i have the transcript here uh talking about the time she saw mark judge at the uh potomac safeway um and it doesn't make sense because of uh what what she said she said uh she was with her mother and she was a teenager so she wanted to go in one door and she wanted her mother to go in one door and her go in the other so i chose the wrong door because the door i chose was the one where mark judge looked like he was working there and arranging the shopping carts. And I said, hello, to him. And his face was white and very uncomfortable, saying, hello, back. And here's the, first of all, a guy that just attempted to rape her uh, six weeks earlier, apparently she felt the need to be cordial to. But here's the important part of the testimony right after that. She says, and we had previously been friendly at the times that we saw each other over the previous two years. Albeit not very many times, we had always been friendly with one another. Now, so the previous two years up to that point, they'd always been friendly. I think she still was friendly. That's why she was saying hello to him. Keep in mind that there are two other boys that were at this party. Um, There are two other men now that say that they were the ones. But why would you, somebody that scarred you for life, I mean, I can understand if you punched him in the mouth when you saw him the next time or didn't say anything or called him a scumbag, but why would you feel the need to be cordial to somebody who frightened you, that you had to, so uh, frightened you, you had to hide in a room, wait till they left, um, that it ruined your life, apparently, um, but it doesn't make sense that you would just feel the need to be cordial. She wasn't alone. She was with her mother. There were other people there. Yep. Um, it's not a normal reaction to somebody who has been uh, driven down to the bed, piled on, groped, and as she t- stated in her earlier testimony, she thought she was going to be raped. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me that you would be cordial. I mean... And and she also said that they had been friendly up to that point in time. The previous two years, we had always been friendly with one another. And I think she was friendly with them. That's why she said hello, and she was still friendly with them because it was somebody else. You know, yeah. And it wouldn't even trigger, and again, I've never been a a victim, I I guess, like this. Um, But wouldn't wouldn't it trigger you? I can't speak for victims, but wouldn't it trigger somebody to, like, 
probably have some kind of crazy reaction or you know we or you just right yeah or some, something or, something or, or get away from me or some you know as the as uh, senator blumenthal who i guess used to be a prosecutor said during the hearings use your common sense yeah that yeah. was his argument Lion Is that Dick. a common sense yeah. reaction to be cordial to the guy that just tried to rape you only six weeks earlier yeah, it's, a, it's a great point man and that's why you sit back and say was jeff flake I mean, he's a fool to begin with but well were you paying attention were you the, listening Hearing Jeff Flake was texting on his phone, and he's not listening. And his only question to, uh, to Gorsuch was, uh, "My son wants to know if you wear shorts under your robe." Thank you, Jeff Flake, for that that's very a, that's right. critical questioning. He asks no substantive questions. He doesn't pay attention. I don't think any of them did because nobody has raised this point. Why would you react like that? She doesn't say that she was afraid or anything. She said we had always been friendly up. Uh, for the previous two years, we had always been friendly. She was almost surprised that he he, he was nervous because she wasn't. It's a great point, Eric. Man, great stuff. Thank you. I, I'm right. I'm thankful I talked to you. Thank you. Have a good day. We have such smart listeners. That's that's. I mean, there were so many things that happened in all those hours of testimony. So many things. And and then you have the Rachel Mitchell. I'm looking at the PDF, the memo that she wrote, September 30th. Yesterday, everything, all the points. When speaking with her husband, Dr. Ford changed her description of the incident to become less specific. She testified she told her husband about a sexual assault before they were married, but she told the Washington Post she informed her husband she was a victim of, a, of physical abuse at the beginning of her marriage. their marriage. She testified that both times she was referring to the same incident. That's just another thing. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Keith, welcome to KNST. Hello, Keith. Hey. Hey. So what I wanted to point out is that in the United States has had some very bad times in its history. Uh, of course, slavery was very bad. When you look back at it, you look at World War II and stuff like that. But there was also the Salem Witch Trials. And I can't help but make connections between the Salem Witch Trials and currently this Me Too movement and specifically the accusations against Judge Kavanaugh. All you have to make is the accusation. There's basically no way for you to really defend yourself and prove your innocence mm -hmm. other than get killed and die. And, I mean, that's the only way to make them go away. I, I mean, it's ridiculous, and it's just replaying one of the worst points in our history in America. This is bad. I mean, it's like we're living in it right now, and I think... We know it is, and it's going to take others that aren't paying attention as closely as you and me to realize, not too far from now, how bad this whole situation was. And I wonder if yeah. it's ever going to change. What's going to happen to the next one, you know? What's going to happen I, then? I, I have no idea. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And there's no way for people to, you know, exonerate themselves. And it's, I, I have no idea what is coming, but I have a feeling that 100 years from now, 200 years from now, they'll look back and they'll go, oh, my God, I can't believe they were doing that. Yeah, about 20 years from now. Look at that. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. It's going to be a long time. This is a very historic situation okay, for the wrong reason. Keith, I appreciate I, it, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Take care. I'm just running short on time. 7.51. You're right. But this is also having, I think it could have a, a positive effect in a way. And it sucks that Kavanaugh has to be hurt by this, he and his family. Uh, voter enthusiasm. Oh, boy. Voter enthusiasm. I'll tell you about that in the next hour, as well as what CNN is saying about Kanye West, who went full MAGA in his MAGA hat 
uh, on SNL this past Saturday night. Uh, and so it's crazy things from MSNBC and your calls. Don't go anywhere. It's KNST. All right, 808. Ryan, I need you over there, if you don't mind, dude. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster. He's going to be speaking uh, in just a couple of minutes, we think. And you never know. At the beginning, it's always like he wants to thank 58 people. You don't know who they are, and we don't really care about that stuff. So we're going to pop in and out. The Trumpster is going to be talking about the new trade deal that he and his uh, his bros and his sisters, no, peep, peeps, whatever, got done with Canada. Canada wanted in at the last second. The deadline was midnight. And they got it done right before the midnight deadline. Now needs to be ratified by Congress, just like the Mexican trade deal and the EU trade deal and the South Korean trade deal. Got the deal done. How about that? Second thing that I think you need to know Rachel Mitchell, and this is the other two big stories in the country today, and this is the second one. Rachel Mitchell, the one that was asking questions of Christine Ford to Christine Ford and Brett Kavanaugh, she wrote a five-page memo. I'm looking at it right now. It's before me. I'll stick it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Uh, the memo to all Republican senators of how um, the questioning went, the problems she had, and basically she wrote um, that based on all of the just all of the inconsistent answers and holes in Christine Ford's uh, answers. No witness backs up or corroborates anything that she said, any of her named witnesses. Nothing like that ever happened. She said, this is not a he said, she said. There's literally no chance any prosecutor, including her, would ever bring charges on Brett Kavanaugh. He, she exonerated him. She exonerated him. She said, here's my bottom line. Uh, He said, she said, case is incredibly difficult to prove. This case is even weaker than that. Dr. Ford identified other witnesses to the event, and those witnesses either refuted her allegations or failed to corroborate them. So, I don't think a reasonable prosecutor would bring this case based on the evidence before the committee, nor do I believe this is evidence, uh, this evidence is sufficient to satisfy the preponderance of the evidence standard. Yet Jeff Flake's like, I'm going to go and they need a week delay. Third thing I I think you need to know about Jeff Flake is uh, after he screwed over Arizonans and Americans, and you know what, maybe you should call the Arizona Republican Party and demand they condemn Jeff Flake and disown him. See if that chairman of the Republican Party in Arizona, Jonathan Lines, is worth anything. So, Flake, after screwing over all of us, and saying, I'm not going to vote him in unless we get another week for the FBI to investigate. Because he obviously didn't listen to any answers or he just doesn't care. He went and hung out with his buddy Chris Coons, Democratic senator, at a socialist music festival. The Global what is it? Global Citizenship Festival. Because we're all citizens of Earth. Shut up. Is there, a, is there an ID card? You if don't they, need papers for if, that. If there is, uh, if there is an ID card, uh, where's Bernie Sanders? I want to make sure because I don't think he's from this planet. So that's where he went and hung out with that guy. Uh, he went with Chris Coons on stage with a bunch of stoned out socialists that love Bernie. And he's, oh, I'm Jeff Lay, Republican from Arizona. <laughs> you guys love me now. I love getting cheered. <laughs> what a dope. Three things I think you need to know. What? Is that bad? Little, it's true. Little, uh, a little. Is it rough? A little. Uh, what do you think he did to us? I know what he did to okay. us. Okay. So uh, I want you to hear just a little bit of Kanye. <clears throat> just a little bit of Kanye. Let's play the short Kanye that I have in there. You got. We'll get to your reactions, your calls, and all this stuff. And we're waiting on the Trumpster. Don't please just stick with me. You're gonna like this. Let's play number ninety nine, the Gretzky. Number ninety nine. 
Uh, just some of the Kanye. And I have the full minute and a half Kanye video on my page at KNSD.com. I'll stick it on Facebook as well. Here's some Kanye. After the uh, show ended on Saturday night for Saturday Night Live, after the show, as the credits are rolling, he's on stage and you don't hear it at home, but in the studio there in, in New York City, you hear it. You hear what he's saying. And he came out in his Make America Great Again hat. And he said that the audience, I'm sorry, the, the uh, cast members bullied him to not wear it. Bunch of bullies. Anyway, this is what he said. He's pro-Trump. Here we go. You know, it's like a plan did, um, to take the fathers out of the home. Fathers out of the home. Welfare. Does anybody know about that? That's a democratic plan. There's so many times I talk to, like, a white person about this and I say, how could you like Trump? He's racist. Well, uh, if I was concerned about racism, I would have moved out of America a long time ago. So you have that. You have that. Those are just some of the things he said. I mean, that was pretty strong. The Democratic plan is to take the father out of the house, push you to welfare. That's Democratic plan. Anybody know that? He's, he said 90% of the news is liberal. He said all that. I mean, it was, it was great. I was loving it. I'm like, oh, my God, he's making their heads explode right now. It's so good. And again, Kanye is not a conservative. He's just an American that calls out BS, which is what we all need to do. You call out BS for a person on the right, call out BS for the person on the left, and you call it a day. That's what got us Trump. Guy like Jeff Flake claims to be a hardcore, by the book Republican conservative guy. Conservative? No, you get out of here. You're not a conservative. You're you're a guy that wants cheap labor. You exploit human beings. So after this Kanye thing this morning on CNN, Allison Camerata, because Kanye came out as "Make America Great Again" hat and said these things, which are true, by the way. This is what Allison Camerata said on CNN. Here we go. You can see the body language of some of the cast members behind him. Yeah, they... I, I would say it's warm. I would say well, it's I mean, warm. I think that they're uncomfortable, but, but I think it is a little bit uncomfortable, and I just am wondering if it's time to start worrying about Kanye, oh. because he does go on sometimes yeah. nonsensical rants. I don't know. I haven't heard well, this whole one, so I don't know if it's nonsensical, but I, uh, he, and look, he has taken a break, I think, for some sort of stress-related issues, so I'm concerned. Did she really? No, hang on, hang on a second. Now, this is a TV a person that has probably at least six or seven producers, right? On CNN. I'm a talk show host. I do my own preparation. She couldn't watch the 90-second video that I watched to find out exactly what was happening, the rants. She's, first off, she's worried about him because he actually is for Trump. I mean, if you come out for Trump, you got to be mentally unstable. I just wonder, is Kanye losing it because he's saying Trump is doing good things? And some of the, so what I played for you is exactly what they played, just 22 seconds on CNN. Last hour I played for you, or was in the six o'clock hour, I played for you the uh, 90 seconds of Kanye. First off, she couldn't even do the work to watch it ahead of time. Allison Camerata. And then on top of that, she's worried about him. Just, I'm just, I'm worried about him. That's, that's what they think of you and me and Trump. They think we're all crazy for actually liking what he's doing, for supporting it. They think we're nuts. These arrogant, elitist freaking people on TV. You've got to be out of your mind if you think he's good. Excuse me? We, all, we think they're nuts. And then she actually got called out a little bit by her co-host, John Berman. 101, listen to this. The president obviously loved it, but I will ask you what's different than Robert De Niro dropping an F-bomb at the Tonys? This just went on longer and had more sort of oh. offshoots and different uh, rabbit holes that he went down that were mm. concerning. 
So that's what it is. That Okay, so Robert De Niro acts like a freaking maniac who literally looks like a deranged, crazed person, right? Looks like a deranged, crazed person. And anybody say, is Robert De Niro losing his mind? Is he, is he, is he losing it? Do you remember what he's... You know what? I just put it in the system. Can you... Can you? It's in the control screen. Can you play Robert De Niro at the... Uh, he was at a at some award ceremony. Was it the Tonys, maybe? I think it was the Tonys. And he got on stage... And he yelled this. I'm going to say one thing. F*** Trump. Yeah. It's no longer down with Trump. It's f*** Trump. That's normal. So Kanye actually makes points in a very calm way. Makes sense. De Niro yells F Trump at least twice. Well, but the difference is, is that, you know, Kanye ranted a little bit longer. I mean, what a, I mean, what a fool. So my family used to say, why don't you do TV? You'd be good for TV. You're the TV. And I'm like, they're stupid. They're dumb. They're paid. It's not as much fun. Probably not. I think you get, you think you get paid decently actually on radio. You could be one of those weather guys who stands out in the, uh, in the driving rain yeah. and wind. <laughs> it's really coming in now. It's raining where I am. <laughs> they'll be, yeah, thank you. They'll be, again, they'll be out today. Uh, when you watch the local news at 5 and 6 o'clock tonight, they're going to have reporters that went to college to go stand in the rain and tell you that it's raining. Even though you drove through it, you witnessed it, you saw it for yourself. Swan and Speedway yes. is flooding right now. Again, like it always does. <laughs> and then they're going to show you pictures of a people's back. People sending pictures of their backyards full of rain. Because you can't go to your backyard and notice it's full of rain also. But we have 20-something minutes to fill on local TV news. This is the time for this, I think. Sharon Bronson, if you're listening, <laughs> please be aware it is raining and there is a good chance that there will be... <laughs> a wall of water. A wall of water. Do not drive into drive it. Drive away from the wall of water, Sharon Bronson. Drive away the driver, Sharon the driver, Bronson. I love it. It's a good, you know, she should thank us for that. Yes. We're trying to help her. We're trying to save her. Okay. That's what we're trying to do. So if you see Sharon Bronson, because she probably won't want to hear it from us, remind her, uh, when in doubt, drive away from the giant wall of water. Okay. Let's put up, uh, this is the, the Don real quick. Let's see what happens, and we might have to cut out. But here's the Don about and the big the trade most deal. The important trade deal we've ever made by far. I want to thank Senator Joni Ernst for being here. Joni, thank you very much. Here we go, the thank you. Iowa, and I'll be there very soon. We'll be doing something very important in Iowa. But this is maybe more important than all of it put together, right, Joni? So I want to thank you for being here. Uh, Congressman Holding, Congressman Rowe, Congressman Newhouse and Congressman uh, Meadows, hate, thank okay. you all for being here. You know, here. we'll get back to this. I mean, it is what it is. He's going to... Thank you. Wait, wait, are we done with the thank yous? Please be done with the thank yous. I'm thrilled to yes. speak to the American people to share truly historic news for our nation and indeed for the world. I want to thank Vice President Pence for joining us this morning. It's my great honor to announce that we have successfully completed negotiations on a brand new deal to terminate and replace NAFTA and the NAFTA trade agreements with an incredible new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement called U.S.-MCA. It sort of just works. MCA. 
USMCA. Yeah, baby. And that'll be the name, I guess, that 99% of the time we'll be hearing, USMCA. Has a good ring to it. I have long contended that NAFTA was perhaps the worst trade deal ever made. Since NAFTA's adoption, the United States racked up trade deficits totaling more than $2 trillion. And it's a much higher number than that. With Canada and Mexico, it lost vast amounts of money and lost 4.1 million manufacturing jobs and one in four auto jobs. It lost about 25% of our auto jobs, even more than that. Throughout the campaign, I promised to renegotiate NAFTA, and today we have kept that promise. But for 25 years as a civilian, as a businessman, I used to say, how could anybody have signed a deal like NAFTA? And I watched New England and so many other places where I was. Uh, just the factories were leaving, the jobs were leaving, people were being fired, and uh, we can't have that. So we have negotiated this new agreement based on the principle of fairness and reciprocity. To me, it's the most important word in trade because we've been treated so unfairly by so many nations all over the world that we're changing that. We just signed a much better deal with South Korea. We had a horrible, horrible deal, and we just signed that at United Nations, and that's worked out well, and they're happy, we're happy. It's good for jobs, good for a lot of things. When that deal was signed, they said 250,000 jobs will be given be by signing this transaction, and they were right. I've said it before, they were right. 250,000 jobs to South Korea, not to the United States. So that's changed, and very much for the better, and this one is a brand new deal. The agreement will govern nearly $1.2 trillion in trade, which makes it the biggest trade deal in the United States history. I want to congratulate U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, who has worked. Nobody understands how hard he's worked. No matter when you called him, he was in the office, or he was in somebody else's office doing the same thing. Hey, Bob Lighthizer is great. I've heard it for years. I said, if I ever do this, I want to get Lighthizer to represent us, because he felt the way I did. And the entire team at the USTR standing behind me, and some right here in the audience. I want to thank you all. Fantastic job. Peter Navarro, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you. Fantastic group of people. They love our country. I also want to thank Secretary Mnuchin, Secretary Ross, Secretary Nielsen, Secretary Perdue, Jared Kushner, Peter Navarro, and the United States Ambassador to Canada, Kelly Kraft. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. I also want to thank President Peña Nieto of Mexico, who we had a few disagreements, but I really like him a lot. I think he may like me, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I think he's a terrific person, and he'll be leaving uh, soon, but he's really done a good job and a wonderful, wonderful person. And the Mexican president-elect, Lopez Obrador, who has given his support to this agreement, and we're developing a really good relationship, which I think is very important for our country, frankly, and for Mexico. 
And uh, so they worked together on this. This was done by both. I said, look, I don't want to sign an agreement. And then a new president comes in. They don't like it, and we have difficulty. Uh, they worked very much together on it, and I appreciate it from both. Uh, I have to certainly give my highest regards to Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Uh, a lot of stories came out about uh, Justin and I uh, having difficulty together, and we did over the trade deal. But I'll tell you, it's turned out to be a very, very good deal for both and a very, very good deal for all three. It puts us in a position that we've never been in before. It's very good when you look at the world and what the world is doing and what when you look at the unfair trade practices that countries are using against the United States. Uh, this is a terrific deal for all of us. Once approved by Congress, this new deal will be the most modern, up-to-date, and balanced trade agreement in the history of our country with the most advanced protections for workers ever developed. If you look at the reviews, people that would normally not, under any circumstances, say good things, because automatically they have to say bad. Even some Democrats say that's amazing. We had some they, — they haven't been given the sound bites yet, I guess, Mike. But actually, you had some Democrats say, this is really amazing if he really got all of that. But by uh, tomorrow, I would suspect they'll change their tune. But that's okay, because people know how good it is. It's an amazing deal for a lot of people. Likewise, it will be the most advanced trade deal in the world with ambitious provisions on the digital economy, patents, very important, financial services, and other areas where the United States has a strong competitive advantage. Mexico and Canada have agreed to strong new labor protections environmental protections, and new protections for intellectual property. So important. This new deal is an especially great victory for our farmers. Our farmers have gone through a lot over the last 15 years. They've been taken advantage of by everybody. Prices have gone way down. And we're working on some other deals that are going to make them very happy also. But this is a very, very big deal for our farmers. Uh, Mexico and Canada will be opened up a lot more than they are now. And I think there'll be a better spirit between the three countries, which is important for our farmers. The agreement will give our farmers and ranchers far greater access to sell American-grown produce in Mexico and in Canada. The deal includes a substantial increase in our farmers' opportunities to export American wheat poultry, eggs, and dairy, including milk, butter, cheese, yogurt, and ice cream, to name a few. I want to be very specific. I want to be very specific, eh? right? And many other products, but those products uh, were uh, not really being treated fairly as far as those that worked so hard to produce them. And now they're going to be treated fairly. These measures will support many hundreds of thousands of American jobs. This is also a historic win for American manufacturers and American auto workers who have been treated so badly. We've lost so many jobs over the years under NAFTA. Under the current New Deal, and if you look at the current NAFTA deal, the New Deal is taking care of all of these problems, because NAFTA, foreign companies have been allowed to manufacture many of their parts overseas, 
ship them to Mexico and Canada for assembly, and send their foreign-made cars into the United States with no tax. So we let all our people go. We fire everybody. They make cars. They make products. They make everything in another country. They send them into the United States, no tax. And the cost is very little different. Sometimes it's more for those people that like to talk about cost. With this agreement, we are closing all of these terrible loopholes. They're closed. They're gone. They were a disaster. For example, we are requiring a large portion of every car to be made by high-wage workers, which will greatly reduce foreign outsourcing, which was a tremendous problem, and means more auto parts and automobiles will be manufactured inside the United States. We will be manufacturing many more cars, and our companies won't be leaving the United States, firing their workers and building their cars elsewhere. There's no longer that incentive. Before, under the NAFTA deal, they had that incentive. They have the opposite incentive. Now, we're not going to be losing our companies. That was, to me, the most important thing. I don't want to see our companies leave and fire our workers, and our workers never get jobs to replace those jobs. Those days are over. This deal will also impose new standards requiring at least 75% of every automobile to be made in North America in order to qualify for the privilege of free access to our markets. And that's what it is. It's a privilege. We don't take it as a privilege. We don't take it as a privilege. It's a privilege for them to do business with us. Good for him. And I'm not talking about Mexico. I'm talking about everybody. Everybody. It's a privilege for China to do business with us. It's wow. a privilege for the European Union, who has treated us very badly, but that's coming along, to do business with us. Japan, every country, it's a privilege for them to come in and attack the piggy bank. In this, we will have a result of much more happening right here in the United States. It means more than anything else, far more American jobs, and these are high-quality jobs. There are also strong provisions to enforce what's called the rules of origin requirements. This will incentivize billions of dollars in new purchases of U.S.-made automobiles. Once approved, this will be a new dawn for the American auto industry and for the American auto worker. They will see. They understand. They voted for us in large numbers, even though their leadership always goes Democrat. A couple of them said to me, I don't know how I can do it again. Many of them, the leaders would back Democrats and would tell me, you're going to get most of the votes from union workers. And we got most of the votes from workers, period. All right, that's where we, okay, we got to take a quick time out. You heard basically a lot of this is happening. How about, it's been a long time since the president has said it's a privilege for other countries to do business with us. Right? It's a privilege. When was the last time that happened? It's been a long, long, long time. 831. Um, just hang with me. It's been a little bit long. Don was a bit late, but it's okay. We'll get you more highlights if there are good, but you get the gist of it, right? Fantastic. Um, we're going to continue on KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Word, 843. We're a little bit late because the Trumpster was talking. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AIM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. So, 
Um, there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster uh, announces the deal we made with Canada. New trade agreement with Canada. How about that? This will never happen. Oh, no, this is crazy. No, this is this is nuts. This, the tariffs are going to just they're gonna kill everybody. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Apparently not. Second thing that I think you need to know, and it has to be ratified by Congress, but the deal got done. Second thing that I think you need to know is Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor from Maricopa County, brought out to question Christine Ford, wrote a five-page memo, sent it to all Republican senators and said, I would exonerate, basically I would exonerate, this letter exonerated Brett Kavanaugh. She said there were a lot of uh, weak things in the testimony of Dr. Ford. No prosecutor would ever bring charges against him. Never. Would not do it. Would not do it. She said it's a he said, she said case. It's incredibly difficult to prove. Plus, the witnesses she named either refuted her allegations or failed to corroborate them. She doesn't. She would never bring this case on evidence before the committee, and no reasonable prosecutor would. I put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Check it out for yourself. It's really incredible. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, Jerk Jack Flake, after saying that he was uh, he voted yes to get Kavanaugh out of the committee, but then said, I will vote no on the House floor. I'm in the Senate floor for a full vote unless we have a seven-day extension. After he screwed us over, uh, this uh, this jabroni went and hung out at uh, the Social Socialist Music Festival, the Global Citizen Music Festival, where he was hanging out there having a good time. And by the way, this is after he admitted, he admitted, that he would never have done this. He's such a moral guy. He never would have gone across the aisle if he was if he was seeking re-election. What a moral guy that guy is. Not three things I think you need to know. As a matter of fact, let's bring that up real quick. I want you to hear it. Let's get a soundbite going on, if you don't mind, Alexis. Alexis, soundbites. It's so funny that you know what? No matter who we hire, no matter who we train, Ryan, we need to start calling them Alexis. Just for the record, HR. I'm not with this guy. What? HR has been outsourced. Anyway, <laughs> before we play the, uh, you know, let's play the Brett, the, 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 the Jeff Flake, and then we'll get to the, the calls. They've been waiting a long time. I, I will get to you, I swear. Um, so, Jeff Flake, let's do this one. It was number um, 92 on 60 Minutes last night. Jeff Flake, phony Jeff Flake. Listen to this. Here we go. Great moral guy. Here we go. Senator Flake, you've announced that you're not running for re-election, and I wonder, could you have done this? If you were running for no. re-election. <laughs> no, no, not a chance. Not a chance. No, no. Because politics has become too sharp, too partisan. Yeah, yeah. There's no value to reaching across the aisle. There's no currency for that anymore. There's no incentive. So there you go. Even though he said it was the right thing to do, he took Chris Coons aside. He told the 60 Minutes guy and said, we need to do something. The country's being ripped apart. So uh, the only way he's, he can be honest is uh, by not running for re-election. So to me, that means he's been a fraud this whole time, doesn't it? He's been a phony this whole time. He's only been telling you stuff and doing things to try to get re-elected, not representing you, not telling us exactly what he wants. You know, the great moral, Donald Trump is terrible. He's not a moral man. He, I can't have my kids, my grandkids say to me, why didn't you do more and blah, 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 blah. Will you look your grandkids in the eye and say that you let a lot of things that you had a problem with morally go because... You wanted to get reelected? How about that, Jeff? Huh? Fake. Maybe you thought I said flake. I actually said fake. Let's go to uh, Fred. Fred, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to KNST. Hey, Gary. How are you doing? All right, Glad Fred. Glad to be on again. Great. What's happening, man? Uh, no, I just had thoughts yesterday, and I continued on this morning. And my thought is that someone is going, they are going to go to a local prosecutor and press charges against Kavanaugh. Uh, just to get another blemish on top of him. Can I, st- can I, can I stop you right days. there? Can I stop you right there? 
Uh, the the Montgomery County, I believe I read it over the weekend. I meant to bring that up. They, they actually denied, uh, and I, I got to get the story up, but they somebody tried and they, they denied it because there's no evidence. So there will not be any local charges brought up against Kavanaugh. Okay. I didn't hear that, but uh, it, they, they, they may go someplace and do it. No, you never know. Can't, can't go anywhere else. Where I, don't put any, I don't put anything past the, uh, uh, the Democrats. Uh, yes, I hear you. But there, 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 there was a story. In the, wait, 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 wait. There was a story in the Washington Post. Why Maryland police aren't investigating the Kavanaugh allegations. And they said because nobody has come forward like Christine Ford to file charges. And you, you want to know why she hasn't come forward to file charges? Because then she, she could be prosecuted for filing false charges. So mm, you're not going to yep. find any of this. Montgomery County Police say no accuser of Kavanaugh's has come forward to request a police investigation. Funny how that happens, isn't it? Right. Well, keep it up. Keep the good work up. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, man. Take Take care. Bye-bye. See, I just help people with their lives. That's all I do. And we are grateful. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Very grateful. But, yeah, no, that's... No, no, no. Not happening. Not happening. Um, Gary McLewis. What? Garrett McLewis. Which what? what makes, by McSally? What do I do? <laughs> McCain. All I do is help people. No, but he doesn't. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> All right. Too soon? Okay. Well, even before. I, I know. But I just didn't want that to get out there. I know people have thought, and I get it. There could be a thought. You never, and it's true. You can never actually put anything by anybody, uh, the Democrats, for, for doing something. I, I got you. Maybe, what are the Democrats going to wait till what, like, Six and a half days into the seven-day extension to bring somebody out and say, "Hey, guess what happened here?" And uh, who knows? Now we got to keep investigating. Uh, by the way, uh, this whole situation—I don't want to say this is good because it's not good. I'd rather have Kavanaugh uh, confirmed. But there was a story that I saw. Gallup, you ready for this? A new Gallup poll says Republicans' enthusiasm five weeks before the midterm election is rising quickly. Oh, but the blue wave. Oh. Neck and neck with Democrats who, just a few weeks ago, had a big lead. Uh Uh-oh. Gallup reports 61% of Democrats and Democratic leaners and 58% of Republicans and Republican leaners say they are more enthusiastic about voting in November compared to prior elections. Oh, no. Oh, no. Those levels roughly match Republicans' record high enthusiasm in 2010 which was Obama's first midterm. Remember that? When the GOP won a whopping 63 seats? But this is the first time in Gallup's trend since 1994 that both parties have expressed high enthusiasm. Oh, boy. Interesting stuff, huh? So, if you remember, you compare this to 2010, it's the first midterm since Obama was elected. Uh, first one after Obamacare passed, the Democrats got shellacked. They lost 63 House seats. Largest seat change since 1948. <whistles> now, let me just tell you something else. This poll by Gallup done before the Kavanaugh hearings, the extremely partisan Kavanaugh hearings. So I would take that 58% and I'd add a whole bunch to it. I would actually say the Republicans are even more enthused to go vote. Than ever before. So you want to know why Trump did the seven-day delay? People are mad. I get why they're mad. They're upset. I'm again just just to my hypothesis for this, right? Just my hypothesis for this. 
Here's the situation. I guarantee Trump looked at this and said, eh, seven days, this will fire up the base even more. We'll still get him confirmed. We'll give him the seven days. We'll make the Democrats look bad. What's seven days? We'll get him up there, and it's going to make the base come out in droves. That's just my take. You can comment, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Morning Ritual, Gary Lewis, KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All righty. What's happening with you? 908. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster got a good, I uh, got a trade deal. It seems like it's a pretty good one with Canada. Right before midnight, they jumped on board. Funny how that works, isn't it? Second thing that I think you need to know, and it'll be, by the way, it'll be called the USMCA, US. Mexico-Canada agreement, USMCA. Second thing I think you need to know, Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor, basically exonerated. She exonerated, not basically, she exonerated Brett Kavanaugh. She put out a five-page memo to all of Republican senators and said, this is not just he said, she said. There's literally no witnesses that corroborate her story. Doesn't happen. Even the ones she called, they they don't back her up. They don't remember it or they refute it. No prosecutor would ever bring charges to Brett Kavanaugh. Third thing I think you need to know is Jeff Flake said he would never have ever done what he did if he was running for re-election. So even though he's got a moral compass, I'm trying to save the country and do this other stuff. Apparently he had no moral compass before that. Yeah. Jeff, and then he hung out at a globalist, uh, global citizen music festival, which is a socialist music festival. Awesome. Three things I think you need to know. Can we put up, uh, can we put up real quick, let's get some more Trumps to real quick. He's still taking, he's taking questions now. Because I can build it quickly at one time, which is what I want. But, he said, but we've been part? building it over the last year and oh, a half wall. with uh, 3.2 billion, 1616, and we now have another 1.6. And I've got a big decision to make after the election as to whether or not we go for it. Because you know what? Border security to the people of our country very important. The wall is a big factor in border security. And I really believe that the people of our country, they want the wall and they want border security. They don't want open borders like the Democrats want to have. They don't want crime pouring into our country. They don't want MS-13 pouring into our country. They don't want that. Go from trade I really to the wall. I have a very big decision to make sometime right after the election, very quickly, because you know what comes due after the election. Uh, do I want to do it before the election? Personally, yes. But I don't want to do that for a different reason, because I have some very fine people that are running in close races, and it may affect them, and it may not. It may be good for them. I happen to think it would be good for them. But border security for our country. Our people want security. The women of our country, they want security. They don't want to have thousands of people pouring across the border. And I'll tell you what, they want to have ICE, because ICE walks into MS-13 and these gangs, and they treat them like it's just another day in the office. They're rough and they're tough and they love our country. And I'm treating ICE good and I'm treating our law enforcement good. And the Democrats don't want to take care of our law enforcement. And the Democrats don't want to take care of our military. So we are going to have a decision to make sometime right after, very close to uh, after the election is over. And that will be on border security and the wall, but border security. The wall is a big factor. Okay, do you want to do some questions? But was that part of the conversation and the negotiation that just Yes, it was. Yeah, we talked about it. With Mexico, we talked about it. Uh, It was a big part, and certain things and certain understandings are had. At the same time, we don't want to mix it up too much. This is a very big deal and a very good deal for everybody. But uh, border security and security generally is a very big factor. We also have drugs. 
sometimes, and some people would say it's a very similar thing. But we talked about drugs with Mexico. That's a very, very big factor. Very, very big. We have a lot of good understandings, and we'll be discussing that with them. Thank you, Mr. President. Okay, but it was a factor, absolutely, in, in the deal. Okay, let's go. Come on. You want to, I guess, <laughs> get off trade. I don't know. You, people you. are falling asleep with trade. I think it's, the, to me, it's the most exciting thing you can talk about, right, Joni? Right? All right, let's go. Come on. Thank you, Mr. President. In a tweet this weekend, you said it's incorrect to say that you're limiting the scope of the FBI investigation Here to Judge go. Kavanaugh. But your own statement on Friday made it very clear. You said this investigation must be limited in scope. So which is it? Well, no, is I didn't there... say anything on Friday. What I said is let the Senate decide whatever they want to do is okay with me. And also the FBI. I think the FBI should do what they have to do to get to the answer. At the same time, just so we all understand, this is our seventh investigation of a man who has really, you know, you look at his life until this happened. Bring up what the, a what a change. Bring he's up gone the memo, through. Rachel what Mitchell. His family's gone through the trauma for a man that's never had any accusation, any. He's never had a bad statement about him. He's led, I mean, I think he was number one in his class at Yale. He was number one in his law school at Yale. And then what he's gone through over the last three weeks is incredible. So uh, I want the FBI, this is now their seventh investigation. So it's not like they're, you know, just starting. Uh, I want them to do a very comprehensive uh, investigation, whatever that means according to the senators and the Republicans and the Republican majority. I want them to do that. I want it to be comprehensive. I actually think it's a good thing for Judge Kavanaugh. I think it's actually a good thing. Not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Now, with that being said, I'd like it to go quickly. And the reason I'd like it to go quickly, very simple. It's so simple. Because it's unfair to him at this point. What his wife is going through what his beautiful children are going through is not describable. It's not describable. It's not fair. I think it's fair to do it to me because, you know, I've been going from day one. I've been from long before I got to office. You've been doing it. It's almost became, I, I think for me, it's like a part of my job description to handle this crap. But as far as as far as this is a man that the this dumb. is not from his world and you know what if they're not going to want him and i think that would be a shame i'm with him all the way i mean a charge made or said to have occurred 36 years ago and nothing happened since and and look i feel badly for all parties i feel badly for everybody i feel badly for our country this is so bad for our country but i will tell you i watch those senators on the Democrat side and I thought it was a disgrace and partially because I know them are I know them too well and you know what they are not angels are you saying your White House has <laughs> put no limitations on no my yeah. White House is doing FBI whatever the senators want no no you don't, they should interview. you don't understand what I'm saying you do understand you just don't want to report it that way just so you understand my White House will do whatever the senators want I'm open to whatever they want. Don't you love it? The He's basically saying, speed. don't have now, some nut they say, started, I believe, he gave me an Friday, elbow back in 1991. Whatever. They started, they have worked round the clock on Saturday, Sunday. They're working right now. I mean, they're covering a lot of territory. 
This is the seventh investigation of Judge Kavanaugh. Number seven. This isn't number one. They started on Friday. They worked all weekend. They've gone late into the evenings. The FBI is really working hard. And they're putting in a lot of hours. So hopefully they can come up with what everybody's looking for. But no, I'm guided by the Senate. I want to make the Senate happy because ultimately they're making the judgment. I'm okay. not making the Bring judgment. Bring it down. Yeah, we, we got it. We got it. We go. I just want you to know, did you hear about this? USA Today. I don't read USA Today. Um, they have a sports columnist apparently named Eric Brady. Eric Brady uh, on Saturday came out with a column. Uh, and it basically said that Brett Kavanaugh, he coaches his daughter's basketball team. He should not coach his daughter's basketball team because he has been credibly accused of sexual assault. USA Today Sports, quote, The U.S. Senate may yet confirm Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court, but he should stay off basketball courts for now when kids are around. So they're basically saying that he's like a pedophile or something like that. Yeah. So the internet blew up on Saturday. Right? The guy wrote, uh, the nation is deeply divided. Sometimes it feels like we don't agree on anything anymore. But credibly acute, credibly. Yet again, the lady that's in charge of this, the prosecutor, the lady from Maricopa County says there's no, there's nothing. All the witnesses say it never happened. Don't remember it never happened. Credibly accused sex offenders should not coach youth basketball, girls or boys, without deeper investigation. Can we all agree on that? This guy wrote. Yeah. Uh, he wonders how Kavanaugh can actually interact with these students, student athletes at all. All this stuff. Uh, then after the internet blew up, they took out the part where they hinted that he is kind of a pedophile. They hinted at it. And uh, they never apologized or said why they did that, USA Today. But apparently it got to him that this is maybe the you know one of the stupidest things ever written. Just dumb. Just dumb. Bring up Trump one more time real quick. Bring, let's, let's see what he's talking about now. The doctor. A tremendous uh, time, which is great. Uh, she spoke well. But, you know, there are some questions that haven't been answered, like what year was it? What day was it? Where mm-hmm. was it? Do you know the location? Do you know the house? A lot of different things. People are saying, well, you know, what's going on? With all of that, you cannot say that we've done anything but be respectful. And, and, I, and I do, and I respect her position very much. I respect her position very much. Uh, I believe, and again, this is Republican senators and this is the Senate, I believe they've been very respectful to the doctor, Dr. Ford. Isn't that why the FBI should interview all of them to exonerate Brett well, Kavanaugh? Yeah, Peter, I think the FBI should interview anybody that they want within reason. But Brett you have Kavanaugh. to say within reason. They should interview, but they should also be guided, and I'm being guided, by what the senators are looking for, because they have to make the choice. Go ahead, now should, you can go. Should Brett Kavanaugh be interviewed by the FBI? I think so. I think it's fine if they do. I don't know. That's up to them. Uh, I think that he spoke very conclusively and very well. I think it's been a very rough period of time. I guarantee he's never had a period of time like this. When he was chosen, everybody said, oh, this is going to go so quickly. Look, people thought 10 years ago that Brett Kavanaugh was going to be a Supreme Court justice because of his intellect, because of his career. 
because of the fact that there are no games. You know, now they talk about alcohol. They talk about all of the things that you hear. And frankly, you take a look at they're bringing up subjects. We would know about this over the last 20 years, 30 years of his career. You know, what happened? They're going back to high school and they're saying he drank a lot one evening in high school. We, you know, I, I tell you what, I happen to know some United States senators. Oh, boy. One who is on the other side who's pretty aggressive. Ooh. I've seen that person in very bad situations. Oh, boy. Okay? I've seen that person in very, very bad situations, somewhat I compromising. Which one. And you know, uh, how about the late Ted I think Kennedy? It's very unfair to to bring up things like this. However, whatever the senators want is okay with me. They're going to be making I a mean, decision. You still won't believe them. Whatever they want is okay with me. Go ahead. Uh, that's enough, Peter. Go, please. Say it. This crap, when you refer to, I've been dealing with this crap for years. Unbelievable. Oh, I, I think the press has treated me unbelievably unfairly. In fact, when I won, I said, the good thing is now the press finally gets it. Now they'll finally treat me fairly. They got worse. <laughs> They're worse now than ever. <laughs> They're loco, but that's okay. <laughs> I put up with it. Go ahead. They're loco. Uh, I use that word because of the fact that we made a deal with I Mexico. love it. I knew it was going to happen. No, no. Please sit down. Thank you, Mr. Go President, ahead. for coming Sorry. back to I'll, me. Have, you're going to be next. You're going to be next. I didn't know. I thought you were talking. Go ahead. I have two questions about Judge this, Kavanaugh. Man. First, there no. are now concerns no that he may have questions. lied or mischaracterized his drinking while testifying. If they find that he what did, do you think that bars him from being your Supreme Court nominee? Well, I've watched. I watched him. I was surprised at how uh, vocal he was about the fact that he likes beer, and he's had a little bit of difficulty. I mean. He talked about things that happened when he drank. I like mean, he ralphed. This is not a man that said that I've done alcohol it. was absent, that he was perfect with respect to alcohol. No, I thought he was actually, going back so many years, I thought he was uh, Refreshingly excellent. honest. The interesting thing is, though, nobody asked him about what's happened in the last 25, 30 mm -hmm. years during his professional career, because there were no bad reports. I mean, there are bad reports on everybody in here. Most of the people sitting down there, bit, except for Mike Pence, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and if we find one on him, then I'm, I think that's, that's going to be. That'll be the greatest shock of all time. So, no, there are bad reports on everybody. I'm looking at people. I'm sort of, look at some of these people asking the questions, okay? Look at Blumenthal. He lied about Vietnam. He didn't just yeah. say, hey, I went to Vietnam. No, yeah. no. For 15 years, he said he was a war hero. Mm -hmm. He fought in Da Nang province. We call him Da Nang Richard. Da Nang. <laughs> that's his nickname. Da Nang. He never went to Vietnam. And he's up there saying, we need honesty and we need integrity. You notice this nobody's asking Blumenthal. When he was the Attorney General of Connecticut, he lied. I don't mean a little bit. And then when he got out, he actually dropped out of the race and he won anyway because Democrats always win in Connecticut. He won very close, probably the closest ever. But here's a guy lied, and now he's up there talking like he's holier than thou. Mm -hmm. You know what? Take a look at his record. And when he got out, and when he apologized, he was crying. The tears were all over the place. And now he acts like, how dare you? Take a look at the judge who has led an exemplary life. I mean, you're going back to high school because he had beer? I think the judge has been 
uh, pretty amazing about describing his situation with alcohol and with beer. I mean, take a look at Cory Booker. He ran Newark, New Jersey into the ground. Mm -hmm. He was a horrible mayor. And he made statements that when he was in high school or college, what he was doing, he actually made the statements. And now he's talking about Judge Kavanaugh. And I could go through a whole list of them, okay? So look at Dianne Feinstein. You're telling me about time. Dianne Feinstein knew about this two months earlier. If she wanted a, a really thorough investigation, we had all the time in the world. She didn't have to wait till after the hearing was closed, essentially. She should have said, listen, I have a problem. I have this report. I'd like the FBI to look at it while we're doing the hearings. We had two months. No, she didn't do that. She waited till we were closed. And then she probably leaked it, but you know, who am I to say? But she probably <laughs> leaked it based <laughs> on a very bad body language the other day. But more importantly, in a sense, for her to have waited that period of time, and now for you Democrats, and I guess I'm including you too, the media, right? I consider <laughs> you a part of the Democrat Party. But oh, for you, so for good. the Democrats, to be talking about, we want more time for the FBI. If you wanted more time for the FBI, why didn't Dianne Feinstein bring this up? Now, you know that she showed this to other Democrats. She's not the only one. She showed this to other Democrats. There were more than just her that knew about this big confidential thing. It was confidential until the hearing was over. After the hearing was over, they went public. Why didn't they do it during the hearing? And we could have had all the time in the world. You know why? Because they're dishonest people. Okay. Uh, yes, please. You didn't answer my question, Mr. President. Go ahead. You didn't answer my question, Mr. President. So if he did lie about his drinking, does that mean you'll pull his I don't think he did. Okay. I, uh, look, here's, here's what. I'm just saying. Unbelievable. I'm not a drinker. Gotcha question. I can honestly say I never had a beer in my life. Okay? Right. It's one of his my brother died of alcoholism. I don't drink. <laughs> Whenever they're looking for something good, I say, I never had a glass of alcohol. I've never had alcohol. I've just, you know, for whatever reason. Can you imagine if I had what a mess I'd be? Would I be the, I'd be the world's worst. But I never drank, I never drank, okay? But I can tell you, I watched that hearing, and I watched a man saying that he did have difficulty as a young man with drink. The one question I didn't I ask get is, how about difficulty. the last 20 years? Have you had difficulty the last 20 years? Because nobody it's said like anything beer. bad about him in many, many years. They go back to high school. All right, you know, that's I graduated for now. from That's for now. Thank you, Alexis. That's all. I don't. I see. I think Trump is wrong with that, though. He never said he had a problem with it. He said he enjoyed beer. I mean, beer tastes good. It's okay. Uh, I went to uh, a birthday party. One of my my son's friends' birthdays. Uh, one of my son's friends had a birthday. He had a birthday party at his house, and one of his little friends was there. And her mom brought her. I said, "Where's your husband? He's on brewing beer. Should they be ostracized?" They like to drink beer, taste beer. They brew their own beer. There's nothing wrong with that. Zero. Nothing. By the way, Mitch McConnell put out a... I mean, something's gone into Mitch. Is he, I don't trust Mitch as far as I can throw him, but about Julie Swetnick, the uh, Michael Avenatti client that claimed that Trump... Uh, she Trump went... You know, and I'm sorry, uh, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh had these... He was part of a, a gang... Tr a, a, a train of gang rapists. They had trains. I went to this party 10 times saw girls do this. Never called the cop. She's an idiot, right? Well, it's come out over the weekend that this Julie Swetnick, that of course Democrats are like, you must talk to her. This lady's a nut. 
Not only does her ex-boyfriend say she threatened my wife, my kids, my whole family. Um, she apparently, her old employer said, they, they countersued her. They said that she alleged an engaged, un, in, in engaged, in unwelcome, sexually offensive con- conduct while she was working at a company called Web Trends. So she engaged in unwelcome, sexually offensive conduct. Her company sued her. She said, the company also said in the lawsuit, she made false and retaliatory allegations that other coworkers had engaged in inappropriate conduct toward her. The company went after her. So Mitch McConnell put out a statement. Wow, Mitchy, 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 Mitchy. He put out a statement, quote, she's not credible at all. Thank you. That's all we needed to hear. Uh, 928, we're really late. We'll, I have so many things to tell you about and to play and everything. Don't go anywhere. It's KNST. Shun. Tell Alexa to turn down the song. <laughs> I'm just Alexis. I'm kidding. We, like, we, we, we bust chops here. That's a gender-neutral term, chops. If it's a guy, we bust something else. You know, anyway. Garrett Lewis with you. I'm like on a roll now. The mala thing, the this, the that. Leave me alone. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, brought to you by Tucson Coffee Roasters. And if there's ever a day where you want some freaking coffee, today's the day we want to go get some coffee. Two locations, tcroasters.com. I'm drinking the monsoon coffee. I don't know. It's just awesome. It's just delicious. tcroasters.com. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster uh, got a deal with Canada. New trade agreement. It's fantastic. So he says what he says. But he also says something interesting at the press conference that he's not confident that the deal will pass through Congress because Democrats will just want to vote against it because they have 2020 in mind. Because remember, Congress has to ratify, ratify it. Second thing that I think you need to know, which, by the way, that's another saying, get out and vote. Get out and vote. Second thing that I think you need to know is that, uh, and this is the biggest story, I think, in the country. Rachel Mitchell asked the questions to Christine Ford and to Brett Kavanaugh, and she put out a report. It's on my Facebook page. She put out a report, said this is he said, she said, but this is incredibly difficult to prove, but this case is even weaker than he said, she said. The witnesses identified by Dr. Ford refuted her allegations or failed to corroborate them. I don't think a reasonable prosecutor would bring this case based on the evidence before the committee. There is nothing there. It's huge. Third thing, which is widely ignored by the media, by the way. Let me tell you something. If she wrote that she's very believable and Kavanaugh should be brought up on charges, it'd be the top story in the country. Third thing I think you need to know is that Jeff Flake sucks, but you already knew that. He hung out after he screwed over America. He hung out at the Socialist Music Festival called the Global Citizenship Fest, Festival, Fest, whatever. Uh, he also told 60 Minutes that uh, he thought the country was being torn apart and he would not have reached across the aisle and done something, asked for a delay if he was running for election, re-election. For the, the guy that says Trump has no moral compass has no moral compass because he wouldn't do what he thinks is right if it would have cost him his job, if it would cost him to be elected again. What an... What an immoral guy. Jeff Flake. Immoral Jeff Flake. That's his nickname. We finally got it. Immoral Jeff. Three things I think you need to know. So, (laughs) he is immoral Jeff Flake. This is great. Man, we have so many sound bites we need to play. Let's do number 94. This morning on Mika's face and Joe's glasses. Right? Mika's face and Joe's glasses. Number 94, John Heilman. Throughout, and he was even challenged by Joe, which is crazy. You got to hear this. He threw out that somehow Brett Kavanaugh perjured himself. I think we'd hear about that if he perjured himself, right? If he lied under oath, he gets called out. Listen, this is how dumb and dis- and, and you, you just can't trust. 
untrustworthy the media is. Here we go. Is perjury uh, an, an issue that the FBI is allowed to be investigating? There are many people who look at Judge Kavanaugh and his testimony last week and say, it looks like he lied about a wide variety of things under oath under oath in front of this committee. So is Ooh. the FBI now allowed to well, investigate? John, hey, John, list some of those things. Well, certainly <laughs> you just said he committed perjury. List them. Well, certainly there are many people who think that he lied about, you oh, mentioned a large number, you said there were a lot of small things. Mm. Um, certainly the question of his, small of, well, the question of his pause, drinking, pause, hang for on. instance. Hang on, we'll go uh, back and just go back to 30. Um, a small thing, perjury is not a small thing. Perjury is a federal crime. Small thing, huh? He's already trying to walk this one back. They put out these massive things, and people believe it, unfortunately. You don't believe the people in a box on a TV unless it's me. Let's continue. Of his, of, well, the question of his drinking, for instance. Uh, he has made many assertions that there are, there are witnesses now, including his roommates at, at Yale and other places, who've said that uh, he was, in fact, a blackout drunk. Uh, in college, mm. uh, the things that he claimed in front of the committee when he was in in in, in how do you prove he with, lied? For example, there. Senator Klobuchar that he denied outright about his. He said he admitted he liked beer, and he said that he oh, occasionally no. drank too much. But he said that he, he tried to circumscribe that and say that his uh, he was kind of basically your average beer right. drinking guy. Right. All right. He made pretty some pretty strong claims there that have been contradicted by people who are named people already right. on the record right go, now. Go to and number there are other instances. Right, we really? One. We yeah. got number one. Go to number two. What else do you think he purged himself? Uh, well, I, 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 don't, I don't have I don't have the a list here, although I, I'd be happy to make one for you for a later block. But I think I don't have a list. Hang on, pause it. If you who- say the dude purged himself, I would think you'd be like he purged himself by this, this, and this. Like that's what I would do. Well, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you a list later on. I don't know it off the top of it. I think you'd know when someone purged himself. Let's continue. Earlier in the, in the confirmation hearings, Joe, about, for example, his work at the White House, Democrats had made an issue about that in the early phases of the confirmation hearing. Yeah. So we have that. What a joke. All right. Uh, let's do another one. Uh, Chris Coons. Oh, did it not? Hmm. Oh, that's what Jeff Flake said. 93. Let's do 93. The other one didn't work. The one after that? No, that that clip. Maybe I didn't. Uh, no, I, I, I used the right clip. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, the reason I wait, let's play, Chris Kuhn said in the in the sixty minutes interview that when Kavanaugh brought up revenge for the Clintons, and some people might go, "What does he mean? What's going on?" Brett Kavanaugh worked for Ken Starr on the Independent Council that investigated Bill Clinton when he got caught getting a little oral sex, getting a Lewinsky in the in the in the. Uh, Oval Office. So he was part of that group that investigated Bill Clinton. So one, the Clinton had a machine. If there was any dirt, think about this. If there was any dirt, like you're hearing, if it was true, Brett Kavanaugh was this, Brett Kavanaugh was that, you don't think the Clinton machine back in the late 90s would have put that out there to say this whole investigation's a sham? Look at this guy. You got this uh, this guy that rapes chicks and all this other stuff, and he's investigating Bill Clinton? That they would have put that out there and, all, and they had people looking at every single person working under Ken Starr. So that's a bunch of crap. So anyway, so he said revenge for the Clintons because he was part of the major, one of the lead investigators investigating the Clintons. That's why he said that. The revenge for the Clintons. And Chris Kuhn said, I think that that went over the line for me. That went over the line. But do you remember Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right before Trump won the election, said, quote, I can't imagine what the country would be 
with Donald Trump as our president? The things she said when she criticized, Donald Trump said that to the the New York Times. I can't imagine what the country would be with Donald Trump as our president. For the country, it could be four years. For the court, it could be. I don't even want to contemplate that. Should she recuse herself? Is that too much? Should she step down? Chris Coons, anything? Hey, Jeff, ask your buddy. Should he step down? Anyway, Jeff Flake on um, on Kavanaugh being as upset as he was. Here we go. Listen to this. When he came, walked out, and you could see him open his binder and put his paper here, and uh, we knew that he was eager to testify. And I have to say that when I heard him, I heard someone who... I hope I would sound like if I had been unjustly accused and to see his family behind him, as Chris said, and uh, it was it was anger. Uh, but um, but if I were unjustly accused, that's how I would feel as well. Pause it. That's all we need. At least Jeff was there for that because Buddy Coons was like, oh, this is just, you know, he, he was over. He was out of line. You don't think it was out of line to ruin a guy's life with these fictitious stories? Unverifiable? Can't corroborate him. That said he was a freaking sloppy, drunk gang rapist. The nerve of that tool bag, Chris Coons. What a. Yeah. And again, if you, uh, if you missed it, I have this story. I have this video, I should say, on my page at KNST.com. Jeff Flake and Chris Coons, new BFFs. Throw me up over there if you don't mind, uh, Alexis. Alexis, put me up over there. Uh, Chris Coons, Jeff Flake, after Jeff Flake screws over the country, he shows up at Global Citizen Festival on stage with Chris Coons. Couple of dorks on stage talking to some people that are stoned out of their mind that love Bernie. Listen. Coons, a Democrat from Delaware. I'm Chris Coons, yeah. And I'm Jeff Flake, a Republican from Arizona. Yeah. So we're here to support bipartisan leadership on foreign aid. So interesting at a rock concert. We need the rest of the world. Yeah. To see democracy yeah. working here at home. Oh, yeah. So keep reaching out. Is the creepiest line ever we coming. we hear you, and we need to keep hearing from you. So feel free to join me in an elevator anytime. Creepiest line ever. We need to get that one little soundbite, Ryan, do we, as a drop. Hey. Imagine, imagine Jeff Flake. <laughs> imagine, imagine some guy, because Jeff Flake wouldn't go to a bar. Imagine some guy goes to a bar and he's like, hey, feel free to join me in an elevator anytime. Maybe Sheldon Whitehouse can uh, bring uh, Jeff Flake under questioning and say, hmm, what does that mean? Join me in an elevator anytime. What kind of elevator? Is it, is it a drinking game? What, 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 what is that? Is that a sex game? What is, what is that? Well, if your name was Aerosmith, possibly. Yeah, they're going down. I see you to the video. 9.53, it's KNST.